0: Mm. Stay along down the line, line,
1: line my soul.
0: soul. Man, I don't ain't really ain't want to know no, no, no. where, where, where you're
1: going. going.
0: You know? <laughs> Maybe so once or twice. What?
1: Time to time, I tried. Time to time, time.
0: Have, Hold on to was a guy, but, but. <laughs> doesn't matter. It hurts. So Not all ma- what?
1: All right. in the second verse though he he says uh um where guy gets plain see that a small town boy like me just a, was was each cup of tea I was wishful thinking.
0: wishful
1: thinking. I keep hearing that bass. But here's the thing he goes I guess some of the long or something. because I'm looking for a good time. Yeah. And then he goes into that vamp at the end. So basically, he's like,
0: sailor "I try." Good time,
1: good time, never felt Don't so good. Sailor. Um, brilliant song. So, but what, what is it though? Like, he, I think, I feel like. Where is Lionel Richie from? Where is that like based on true story? Because what it seems like is he moved to the city. Now he's like a he's a megastar, but he's still a small town boy, and he tries to you know uh, date this or marry or whatever.
0: He's from Alabama.
1: House of this uh, particular lady, and she just wasn't. Or he wasn't her cup of tea because he was wishful banking um but then he's like so fuck it i'm just gonna party so in a way it's kind of a sad song because he's basically saying i i try to be good um right. but you know i guess that's maybe i'm not what you're looking for so mm-hmm. now i'm just gonna party and
0: just You know what I mean? It's kind of sad, in a way. I mean, what it's it's basically when you're in a relationship and somebody, you feel like you're giving your all, but they're not giving anything back. So they're like, why don't you just break up with me? And they just kind of stay in the picture. And you should be asking yourself, why don't I just break up with you? <laughs> like, why are you waiting? Why am I waiting for you to break up with me? Right. You um, learn how to let go. That's really what it's all about.
1: Well, that's been what's, that is what has been on my mind for about, I don't know what, it's interesting what things can make you, well, I know what it was. Um, I don't need to mention it, there are a couple things that just crossed my path where it made me think, and I had to do a deep dive into my own own mind, Mm -hmm. Um, and just think, why, why do I do the things I do? And, you know, there's a lot of times where people want to talk about improving themselves or whatever, improving themselves, whatever that means. And we don't really have to improve ourselves, so to speak, but I think it's important to analyze yourself and see what it is you are clinging on to and what you are expecting. I think all of our podcasts could probably just be different uh, parts of the same circle. Someone said, uh, well, people say this quite a bit. You deserve this. You didn't deserve that. It's always an interesting thing to me. And when people say, well, I had a shitty week, so I deserve to go out and do a mound of Coke and get some hookers, (laughs) you know, like I deserve it's me time, you know, um, self care. Uh, but why do we deserve that? But what, by the way, it's the same side as the other side of mm-hmm. when bad things happen. Oh, you didn't deserve that. Well, who does? Right. does? Anybody deserve, like you could do bad, bad things and have good things happen. And they go, people go, oh, you don't deserve that. It's like, well, who does? Like, who's to say what's deserved and what's not? But, and what I'm, the reason I'm drawing that, that. Or going in that direction is what we're talking about is when, when we invite someone else into our life or in any kind of circumstance, um, the moment you lay expectations on it, you're fucking it up. It's the old yep. analogy of pulling a flower. You know, if you, if you say, wow, well, that flower is pretty and you pluck it, you kill it. <laughs> so, cause you're trying to take it with you. What's the point in that? And now it sucks, cause you just killed it. It's the same way with anything. So the, the fact, the idea of letting go and the only way to get something is to let go of it because you're letting go of your attachment to it but also you're letting go of any manipulative ways think about all the ways we all do that all of us there's some subtle form of coercion manipulation it's like Mm -hmm. it's when you get some or when you want something when you think you want something because honestly people people don't really know what they want they think they do i like to uh, remind everyone of this the next time you ask a friend or a girlfriend, girlfriend, or whatever, what do you want to eat for dinner, and they cannot make up their mind. Just remember, that's just dinner. That's, that should be the most simple thing. I want chicken. Okay, good. You know what I mean? So if it's that trivial, just for dinner, think about the bigger things. People think they know what they want, but do they know what they want? And then, if you try to coerce or manipulate someone, into saying, oh, you want this, you want that. But then now it's not what you want because what you want is what they want. Well, you want them to want uh, what they want,
0: Was that? You can do it in a couple of ways because if if you just leave it open-ended, you know that the idea is to get dinner, but if you, here's the manipulation part. It's one thing to say, what do you want for dinner? It's another thing to say, like Chinese food or Mexican food? Right. But now you do have a choice, but you don't have other alternatives other than those two choices. Right. So you're so what you're doing is you're manipulating someone to only choose one of two things. Yeah. That's one way of of, of creating some sort of um, control. Um, but then if you say if you suggest well let's get Chinese food and then that person says yeah I'm not in the mood for Chinese food but then of course what would you ask well what are you in the mood for and then they come back with I don't know yeah well you do know You, you absolutely know because you just said what you don't want, so you do yeah. know what you want. Because you know that you don't want Chinese food. That's
1: that's interesting. And but here's the funny thing: how do we know what we don't want? Because think about how many things. Well, I was I was saying yeah, this. how many things come about from things you don't want, right? Like well, I didn't really want that, but look what came out of it, like how do you like that's, that's what's funny is people think okay when when you if you could get everything you wanted you would have a predictable outcome and therefore there would be no interest in it you hear that is it thunder no i think it's, a oh, it's or something in the walkway okay. outside okay um okay. yeah it's loud um but it, it it's it's already happened because if you if you're able to predict like this is what I want or whatever this is and I want it to go this way, but now you've just already written it in your head. How do you know that's the best? What if it doesn't go your way, but maybe has a better outcome for you? But mm-hmm. that that's why you have to let go of attachment to. Not only things, things and ideas, really everything, the ideas, people, um, because as soon as it's... Okay, here's a, a, a problem is all this time, or maybe human beings, you really like someone, you want them to be your boyfriend or girlfriend, or what have you, and you really want that to happen, if you had the power to make that happen, where you could absolutely just make it happen. Two things happen. One, you do it, you make it happen. Now what? Now what?
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: are you gonna do now? You got what you wanted. What do you do now? Is that it? Now what's the next thing you want? Cause there's gonna be another thing. And then, what if that's not what they wanted? So now you're wanting them to want something they don't want. Right. And now they're not going to like you for that. So you made me want you.
0: Well, at least that's don't. the idea. That's the idea that they didn't have a choice but to go along with what you wanted from them.
1: Right. So and that's that's why I think, the, obviously, and this is why the non-attachment makes logical sense. Because if, if someone wants to be in your presence, don't you want them to be there out of their own will right not yours not a manipulation not a coercion you want to say and that's this is why you have to step back you know I I from time to time think about how I'm communicating with people why I'm communicating with people am I being manipulative am I doing it for me am I doing it for them is it something mm-hmm. that they are enjoying you know like or is it something they really don't care about and i don't mean this in a to add an emotional component to it it just is what it is Mm -hmm. like you have to go well you know i mean and there's nothing wrong with being nice to people being considerate but i think when you start expecting it that, that that's the whole thing about expectations when people say well i think of you this way why don't you think of me that way it's like well they're not you Exactly. it's absurd it's absurd to think just because i like you you should like me it's like that's some psycho shit if you go to that's really think about all this psychopath shit is usually there's just some element of that in there mm-hmm. like oh you don't like me oh yeah i'll show you like this shit's scary um but yes and, and once again as soon as you pick a flower you destroy it so As soon as you get
0: someone to think a certain way, or
1: you you ruin what you like about them.
0: As soon as you acknowledge, yeah. As soon as you give something an acknowledgement, you already set it up to die. Right.
1: So once again, (laughs) once but but once again, this is why you know when people say, I mean, you you witnessed it, and and I, I don't I don't know that I've ever done it consciously. But I, I really, truly believe in this. I mean, there are things that I'm... It's funny that the things I have the hardest time with are the things that I try to control. Think about that. It's probably yeah. like that for everyone. You're trying to control these. It's like, just let go of it. Let go of it and let it happen. It will, it probably will. It's kind of like... And,
0: yeah. It's kind of like when um, this... So, you and I, we, we, we write, we produce, um, all that stuff. Um, it's it's almost the same as when you create a song and you try to force it, other than just allowing it to happen. Sometimes the thing, sometimes melodies and or or verses come to you just out of out of wherever, and then you build from it organically. And then the others are like where you feel like you have to force it. If you've ever sat on a song for a long period of time and then finally you create it, the hassle of feeling like it's not like coming about organically, you end up actually like, it becomes almost like Frankenstein's monster where you're like, what have I done? I, I put so much effort into something And now I'm not even happy with this creation, even Mm -hmm. if other people like it. Because I'm sure there's a lot of artists that have made songs where they don't really feel that song and they they prefer not even to ever perform it ever again, because they know that they have material that's much better, but it becomes a hit. And then now it's forever like stamped on you, like a trauma. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. And if it would've happened, if if it would've happened, organically, you would have loved it because the vibe was there and, and it just kind of grew like that flower without you actually even having to plant the seed. You just acknowledged it for what it was. And then you just went with it. Like I love when people start off with, uh, somebody starts off with a nice little riff and then you kind of vibe off of that. And then somebody throws in something else and then somebody throws in something else and then it just becomes something. And you can do that like yourself. I think we have, as as creators, we we have different levels of how we put things together, especially when we aren't trying. Perfect example is if you go back to being a child, things become way way more, uh, way more artistic, way more, um, like I was saying, organic. It you don't have to think about it. It just happens. Like put kids in the sandbox and some some kids are going to be creative and then everybody just goes along with it. And nobody's thinking about what the end result needs to be. They're just in it just to be in it. It's it's it's, it's if you fell into a stream instead of actually trying to swim against the current, you just go along. And yeah. then as you yeah. go along, you can you can see what's ahead. So as you as you go along with the stream and you're seeing what's ahead, you're you're acknowledging that pass by, but you're not trying to hold on to it as if that's the that's your life preserver. You wanna see it. You want you might even visit it for a, for a little bit, but then you should be able to let it go because you don't need to weigh it with you. If you bring it with you, then it's just gonna slow you down even more. And then that flow through the stream is not gonna be. As fluid as if you would have just let the shit go. I'm trying to hold on to things, experience it for what it is, and I think we all have a hard time to do. We we have a hard time with that because of this um this idea of preserve, this idea of scarcity. This I think it's an old idea that is probably just kind of um, processed in our genes or in our instincts, and it's this idea that if we can if we can sustain something then we no longer have to truly worry about it. But that's not true. Because then you end up worrying about keeping it and sustaining it other than just having it. And if it no longer exists, at least least you have a vast array of other things that you could gravitate toward so that you're not just holding on to this one thing. And that goes on on both ends of good and bad. Traumas are bad things that people hold on long periods of time because there's no other because they don't see any other shit just as fucked up or more fucked up than that particular thing but the thing is everything can be fucked up it just depends on how you choose to perceive it and as as easy as that rolled off the tongue i understand somebody taking that in and saying that yeah you're right that's not that's not how people see things when they are going through traumatic um, recollections it's not even experiences because it already happened the trauma wasn't created when it, when you were in it it developed when you were in it the reflection of the experience becomes the trauma
1: it's when it's when you're told what or well, times yeah, when you're told what that was
0: yeah you're like oh this this
1: was so horrible you're like it was like yes oh my god like you and then you start going oh my gosh yeah that's why it's dangerous to tell people you know if they're being discriminated against if they're really not you know they're being held back even if they're not um it's dangerous because you already said people like, like like if people If I was in a situation, somebody else would go, "Yeah, I think you were just um, that was just like that was kind of prejudice what they did." And I go, "Really? I didn't think it was." Yeah, it was. And then I start thinking about going. Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's it, there's the
0: there's the manipulation. It's you didn't have a choice until you were given another option, and then you start considering the other option other than what you believed was. And in a way, the the naiveness of it is more genuine than someone else's perception of the experience that they did not go through, or maybe they went through something similar, but they don't see that there are other alternatives to the perception of that particular experience. A lot of people end up Putting their guilt and shame on someone else. And then we know that misery loves company. It's easier to form a bond through pain than it is through happiness or joy. Because Mm -hmm. most people don't try to hold on to joy. It's much easier to hold on to things that are negative. It's so much easier, way more easier.
1: Yeah.
0: It's actually more exhausting to hold on to happiness than it is to hold on to sorrow. It's interesting if you think about that, it, 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 because very you can gravitate towards you can gravitate towards something negative at, at a blink of an eye. You can wake up happy as fuck. One thing negative might fuck up your whole day.
1: That is that is very true, and and the other thing too is if if you have a friend that um, we all have them, everybody does, and sometimes you are that friend that will call and they have nothing positive to say ever. What's interesting is, no matter what mood you're in, the be, start becoming a, a conscious, start becoming conscious of what you're, what you are, um, kind of influenced to talk about in a way mm-hmm. where you're like almost suggest, like coerced into it, to where you're like, oh, I want to say something. Your mind starts churning, and you go, oh, what can I say here that's like on par with that you know what i mean even when it's someone going through a negative experience and you want to be sympathetic but we always tend i mean not always but i think a lot of times people tend to do that and say oh you can see my blue sock okay anyway (laughs) my gray sock um is that uh if somebody says like oh i I tripped in the bathroom and hit my head on the toilet maybe oh one time 10 years ago, like, I, and you'll, like you'll recount a story that's like either kind of one up them to make them feel better or to just go, oh, I did that. Like, it, it's interesting how we do that. Or if someone complains and says, oh, I went I to the store a, uh... and so-and-so did this in line and they were very rude. What's the first thing you do? Or a lot of times people go, you know what? Yeah, just the other day I was at the so and you're like, why are you getting Yeah, it? and that's Where how you really create them. them.
0: You create a bond through pain. It's much easier to create a bond through pain than it is through happiness, because happiness Whoa. happiness is so fragile that you 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 almost hold it like the like the tip of the pen. Whereas you can hold the whole thing, you end up holding it like the tip of the pen, and be like, <clears throat> "This is the well, the very tip of happiness, and everything else is just pain."
1: What I I and I actually do this today was having a conversation with someone, mostly business conversation, and someone said something and a negative thought crossed my mind about something they mentioned. And I said one word and I stopped and just said something else and I caught it. I caught, I was like, I was about to complain and realized it was needless, like I didn't have to. And I changed the whole course of the conversation, you know, where I was like, oh, I, I could have I'm not saying that to like pump myself up, but it can be done, is what I'm saying. You can just start seeing the path you're going down, you know, and you, and these are all, you know, and, and I'm, I'm interested to know too is a lot of times we seek people that are like us. And this is why people say like when we get in relationships, we're, we're kind of looking for ourselves and other people, you know, which is sometimes why. Is that a
0: good thing? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think what it is is because you have similar experiences, so you mm-hmm. feel a more of a bond. Like, oh, you've right. been through this and this and this, kind of like me, and I, so I get it, and you'll get me, and I'll get. But a lot of times, but it doesn't that work it, that way.
0: <laughs> but and aren't you limiting your 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 kind of your further experience by only gravitating towards people? that actually understand what you've been through? Because isn't it to like, wouldn't you prefer to educate more people onto the experience, but not just the experience itself, but then how you overcame the experience? Because I would rather someone not sympathize with me, but more empathy. It's like, okay, I can use that as a lesson so that when I go through, if I ever so happen to go through that experience, I know what option I can take when it comes to my interpretation, but then I also understand that there are other alternatives to the interpret to the to interpreting the experience so that it can work in my favor, other than something that other than that that rock that I chose to swim to when I could have just continued to keep moving down the stream. Right.
1: Stay
0: yeah, Say on that's
1: right. Um, uh, yeah, so all these all these things are are interesting once again because these are these uh, they all come from they all come from attachments in some shape or form. And you were talking about you know in in, in our youth, we're so unattached to ideas, and so and that's why. Kids are weird, man, in a good way. Because people are yeah. like, "My kids weird." It's like, they're not weird. They're just open minded. They're not. They're not told what's not weird. They're just like they're making up shit, and they. It's it's probably the best thing ever. And adults are like, well, "That's silly." It's like, shut up, <laughs> like. Why is it's it, it's ca- It's why so why carefree. It's,
0: it's it's so carefree. It's cool. Like I I I love observing, just interactions that kids make in their own experience and then like they don't know how to suffer emotionally they have to be taught how to suffer emotionally like it's one thing to to create an emotion for the 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 time being that experience but the to carry that emotion when the experience is no longer there we teach them that Mm -hmm. like we really teach them that we really 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 fucking teach them that and we it, are yeah. ma- we can teach them how to master it, but we don't teach them how to how to let go of it easily. And then we sometimes we think that by teaching them to let go easily makes them a psychopath. Here's the thing about psychopathy. In anything you can find some things that might actually be good for you. And there is wisdom in psychopathy, as the book that I read a few months ago, The Wisdom of a a Psychopath. You can learn, like you learn mental toughness. You learn how to let things go. Nobody's saying that you have to just completely shut it off and be completely oblivious to emotions, but it's more about having control so that the emotions Don't get in the way of your actions, of you acting and moving forward. It's okay to be angry, It's, it's okay to be angry. And you can use that anger to your advantage. You can use it to motivate you to move past the particular obstacle that you're experiencing at that time. You can use those emotions that we quote say are negative when really they're not they're just overused i think that's really what it is it's they're just overused in situations that everybody wants to create sympathy from we all want to be sad when somebody dies but what if they're, what if they were suffering an excruciating pain yep so that
1: that to me a border is borderline selfish you know, too, when, when that happens, even when you have people that, you know, maybe, you know, just, I don't know, it's something, something about prolonging everything. It's like, Mm -hmm. why, you know, just, is that for your own good, for your own,
0: right.
1: You know, like happiness and, you know, comfort, you know, Um, you know, I think a lot of people are, I don't want to say guilty of it, but have done it. And it's, it makes sense, but it's 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 also something that people don't really take the time to, to distance themselves from and say what, right. what exactly That's where is,
0: what's the motive here? What Right. You know? That's where the sympathy and the empathy come come in play. We all can sympathize with that particular situation. But the empathy of it is acknowledging it, acknowledging what your position may have been at one time in it or could have been in it. And then Giving the alternative of, all right, I can see the situation, but I don't have to be the situation.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it is a very human thing to, to relive things. It's like if you do something, uh, you would someone would deem embarrassing, and then you keep running it in your head. You know, even when you're sitting by yourself. Which is long gone, but you still go. I can't believe I fell in the cafeteria. You know, mm-hmm. you know, by thinking about that shit, I mean, maybe they are. Right. Like, you know, maybe they're laughing. I guess maybe some I've people embar- are like, it
0: sucks. Embarrassment and humiliation are two words that are can be in a in a way you can see it as a, as a form of narcissism because as much as you might have felt humiliated about the experience most people are so into themselves that they've forgotten about the experience in the first place and if you can if you can find a way to change your perspective from the experience and and use it as as to humble yourself really that's that's really where we need to express humility in ourselves is that all right don't think that you're the only one that this this has happened to or or will or will happen to. And so with that you can find comfort in knowing that others will go through the same experience and but at the same time it's just an experience. That's just it. It's just an experience. It is what it is. Where humans are Humans should not. It's 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 the hypocrisy of us wanting to not go through certain experiences. But well, you so don't have a choice.
1: It's like to appear imp- to appear imperfect. Right. Or human is like. So what? You shit yourself with the Knicks game. Happens not everybody.
0: You used to shit yourself when you before you knew that it was inappropriate to shit yourself. Somebody had to teach you that it was inappropriate to shit yourself. Somebody had to teach you that there's a toilet. There used to not be toilets. People used to just shit in the woods. And then we created this idea of civility that people are supposed to do things not for the benefit of themselves but for the benefit of others. And so now we go through these struggles of feeling like the shit that we do has to please other people first before we're comfortable with doing with ourselves. And you think about somebody like Diogenes and that motherfucker did not give a fuck. He was like I it is what it start is. A rap. <laughs> he was Diogenes was a, was like it is what it is. But I'm going to show you how hypocritical you are as far as what you deem as civilized and manners and all that shit. This 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 self-constructed bullshit that we live up to. And if we don't live up to, we suffer from. We were animals first. We were, we were hunters, gatherers. We were, we were creatures that, that were just a part of the system. And then we got conscious of being able to, to not like something, to dislike something other because we needed comfort. And at times we had comfort. And then what ended up happening was we wanted to make sure that we established a zone of comfort. That's what being what we consider civilized is. A zone of comfort that everybody should be comfortable. The idea that don't fuck with my shit, I won't fuck with your shit. It's really all it is.
1: Also, I I think that you could almost, well, not even almost, I think you could put Certain things in the same category as think about even, you know, you want to talk about culture, at least, you know, American culture, and just, you know, quote unquote, civilized culture. Um, Think about the things that we find. I don't want to even just say taboo, but things that you keep secret. They're all perceived to be negative. Right. Taking a shit you got to shit it's good for you Everybody, everybody shit shits. actually everybody,
0: everybody should oh it's so
1: good oh. so <laughs> you do that you know and yeah it's disgusting i mean it smells bad i guess right. you
0: know, i mean well i there, but, in some ways i understand because there's a there's a health conscious thing about it because the more we just have shit in the streets and the more we have more well, diseases and i get but that I, but i'm that saying makes like sense. But, it's, but
1: it's civil, but the civilized is you know, oh we don't talk about you know right. let's we do not talk don't... about pooping. Nobody or nobody really shits or sack sucks. Like what <laughs> is the thing but it's a, it's this thing of these are like necessities. Think about depression. Think about feeling bad. Think about you know, embarrassment. Any of those mm-hmm. things that are natural but they're always like, "Oh, we don't talk about that." Like, but that's what it is. We are are pressed to show this almost like superhuman sort of facade. Yeah, it's, like, it's oh, the I'm ego. So yeah, I'm so beyond that. Like, I yeah, enjoy, exactly. I don't enjoy the pleasures of fellatio. I don't know. It's like that puritanism.
0: Is. Yeah, that's like puritanism, where we had manners and women had to wear these particular uncomfortable things and. Then, uh, and, and we have to eat cereal that is bland and shit so we don't fucking masturbate and shit. thanks, Kellogg. Um, oh <laughs> my, I want to
1: jizz on some Kellogg's, <laughs> oh, like a it's like an artwork, you know what I mean? It's called Defiance. Um, oh, flakes. but <laughs> porn flakes, <laughs> um, that's with it porn flakes, um. But that, that's what it is. Think about it. All these things that we secretly, I don't even want to say they're just kept so secret. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we don't talk about those. We don't. But what's funny is those are those are the more real things. Those are the more real. But the opposite, like, it, it, um, once again, I'm singing the praises of Alan Watts. But he said, there's nothing worse than a saint. Think about that. Think about people you've ever known that are like, "Oh, I'm. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't. I. You know, I it's like somebody's running a floor buffer upstairs, where they got a fucking diesel-powered vibrator. Anyway, hey, um, got? but it's heavy. It's heavy. either way, it's like think. Think about those people. They're usually the ones that got the most to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, people that say, "Oh, I don't." I don't indulge in pleasures of the flesh. It's like, let's check your hard drive. Let's check yeah, your hard drive.
0: The more you suppress something that seems to come naturally, <laughs> the, the more you will end up putting it on something else. So there is no suppression. Once something is acknowledged, like we said, you, you, try, you set it up to die. But remember, it has a lifespan, so it's not like yeah. it's just gonna die immediately. It's gonna be a slow death because you you still have to continue to unacknowledge it. It's like when you tell a lie and then you have to keep that lie up. Yeah. Um, it's, it, and that's really what you're doing when you suppress something. You're not you're you're trying to take it out of awareness. Like be it's it's one thing to be aware, Like like I just talked about in the stream and shit. It's one thing to see things. And then acknowledge them and allow them to pass by. Then the fucking yo, you remember that fucking rock back there? Uh there's other shit ahead of you, but you remember that fucking rock back there, right? That shit was fucked up. This shit was really, really fucked up. But look at this big ass rock that's right in front of you. Oh boom. Now what?
1: Yeah.
0: Still gonna you still thinking about that rock when there's so many other things ahead in life that you could be Focusing your attention towards and just going with the flow other than having to turn you're swimming back to that particular. Experience. And forgetting that there are way more other things ahead of you, so it almost creates a laziness. And it sounds so Mm -hmm. fucked up when 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 it when it comes out like that, because it almost sounds like I'm not acknowledging people's traumas and the thing and what they choose to feel from that trauma but i am acknowledging it what i'm saying is things don't have to always be amplified and we Thanks. go through things but is the idea to go through things and then carry them with you or is the idea to go through things learn from them and then move ahead so that you can grow from the experience because every experience gives you the opportunity to grow every experience gives you the opportunity to grow until death until death until death then you know everything or at least all you all you're gonna need to know (laughs) until death
1: yeah um that is true that yeah and that's but that's the other thing too about you know if you if you eliminate um so-called negative experiences from people it's just, uh, it's an interesting, I don't know. There, you, just like anything, there has to be this balance. There has to be a balance.
0: Yeah. When there, it comes down balance. to it, there really has to be a balance. Because everything that we have talked about, it's neither positive nor negative. Our, those interpretations are subjective and they, they, they really don't, they're not real. Because right. the experience is the experience. Our interpretation of the experience, if it was if it was real and truthful, then there would be no denying it. But anytime somebody can come in and say, well, maybe you don't have to see it that way. Then obviously there's some merit to your interpretation of the experience. It is what it is until you make it what it's not because it already right. happened.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. And that's once again, by the way, that's, that's attachment to uh, think about if you want to talk about attachment, if you have an attachment to an ideal, so it, it, to an interpretation, so when something happens, it's like this, it's perfect, and I'll make it quick because I know we got to move on. One, the quickest example I can give is if you text somebody, they don't text you right back. We brought this example up before. You're, in your mind, you can be attached to the idea. People don't like me. That's why they don't text me back. Um, They don't give a fuck. You know, okay, fuck them. When that person may have maybe their phone battery died, or maybe they were in the middle of something. Maybe they were taking a shower, or like it could be literally everything you're not thinking of. Right, right. You you already you've already narrowed it down to one. Thing in your head that is most likely not what is going on.
0: By the and way, that's the subjective be, part too.
1: This is, by the way, as I was talking about, you know, last week, thinking a lot of things through in my head. These are the things that I I do that I still do and try not to do. Is you we make up these scenarios in our head. Oh, I know what's going on here. I know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Do you really know? Cause you're just trying to hold on to what you think is that and then you act according to what you think
0: yeah that's the, that's the crazy shit
1: what is
0: real and then we end up trying to even convince ourselves when when we hear the truth that that's probably a lot <laughs> because and all we're doing if you all we're doing when we do that is we are like we're putting the burden on ourselves we're creating the negative shit ourselves so then if you're doing that why would anybody want to like it's almost like you're you're taunting somebody to confirm what you want because that's what you're saying you're saying that's exactly what I want I want to hurt I want to feel pain because I deserve to feel pain because I don't deserve to to create happiness within myself We if we just back. acknowledge that and if we just acknowledge that and or take that notion away, that subjective notion, like bottom line, like we need to go through the steps, the cognitive behavioral therapy steps. What are you feeling right now? What is what is the actual event? So what, what we just talked about, um, I, I texted someone, they haven't texted me back. Just see it that just as that. What are your interpretations of why they they didn't text you? And then write all that shit down. Your problem is much easier. it'll fl- your pen will flow much easier or your fingers will flow much easier when you write all the negative shit down because that's always in your head anyway. Now what could be the possibilities? And then after you write the positive possibilities or the just the neutralized possibilities, Write this, or they could be dead. Now, write that just so you don't get surprised. That actually should be the first thing that you write down because that would be the the most obvious. And with that obvious, then all the negative shit that you're thinking, you won't feel like shit after if that was confirmed. So if they were actually dead, <laughs> then, then you're like, oh well, then that makes sense. Now you don't you shouldn't have to feel like shit because well, you should acknowledge yeah. that well they might be dead.
1: I, I I think it's it's the I think the healthiest thing. Uh, by the way, at least for me, by the way, this is a therapeutic podcast. What can I say? For me, is it, it, is that is don't have don't have the, the fatalist uh, prediction in your head. You know, all the time, because I think a lot of us do that. Well, I've done it in the past, and I think what it, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, that's, that's all it is, is. You let me let me hurt before the hurt gets to me. It's so when it does, setting get to yourself me,
0: up for hurt. Yeah, and then I don't feel
1: anything, which is good. It's it's protection. That's also why people don't like to get in relationships because they're yeah. like, well, let me just get it over with and just let me be lonely now. Wait until tonight. Oh, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what people do. I mean, it makes sense, you know. They're like, even when people have these expectations about ideal partners and things like that, and they end up alone because you know you're already set up. Like, I have that. This is what's got to happen. So you're looking in one direction when you should just, you shouldn't be looking in any direction specific. Right somebody, right. something may be approaching you from another angle you'll never see because you're exactly. not open to it.
0: Exactly. And I think we should always be open to things, like even open to fucking bunnies, apparently. Um, so as we segue into our next segment, <laughs> let's open up about this. Uh, last weekend was Estar. Happy Estar. Happy Easter.
1: Happy Easter.
0: And happy uh, Jesus zombie apocalypse. Um, so, uh, our, our film for the beta meter doesn't have anything to do with resurrection, but definitely has a lot to do with erection. Oh. <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> so, I guess he, it has risen. Oh, that's so blasphemous. Um, we, we start off our beta meter with a nice Easter celebration. Mm. Uh, this one is called Latin Char Woman. I don't know what the hell that means. Okay. Rise Easter Bunny's cock. Returners. What? Returners? know. I, I don't know who wrote the title of this, but it's it was horrible. It, the title was horrible. Anyway. Thank, uh, thank long... you,
1: Easter Bunny. Bop
0: Bop. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Easter Bunny. bunny. So bop, bop. the
1: Cadbury
0: the Cadbury bunny
1: lazy <laughs> he ate a Cadbury egg he egg so let me kind of break this down real quick yes go ahead I have a lot of questions so basically this guy's he's kneeling in his kitchen in a Easter Bunny costume he's got like a girlfriend or they don't there's no detail given there's either a girlfriend or wife or something sitting on the couch in the next room But, by the way, there's no dialogue in this, so we don't know what's going on. But this girl comes in. I guess she's the maid or whatever. She's very hot, by the way. Uh,
0: The nice skin. Shouts out.
1: She's beautiful. And basically, uh, while she's scrubbing the floor, the guy's like, or the bunny. First, he eats a Cadbury egg. Then he's like, ooh, check out that, that ass. And then he's, now here's the weird thing. His girlfriend slash wife, whatever, is in plain sight in the next in the room. room. I don't mean miles away. I don't mean around the corner, up the stairs. I mean literally within eyeshot. And he yet he tries to keep this discreet. So he's banging her on the floor. He's banging her on the counter. She's slating him. All these things. And he's telling her to be quiet. But they do make noise at one point,
0: yes, so I have a question:
1: Is the wife slash girlfriend deaf and blind? I there was no context. This yes, deaf and
0: blind because no the peripheral vision. There was no. The,
1: yeah, none. No peripheral oh, vision. There's a one. There's a one part where the girl's on the counter, and he's you know, um, he's uh, in her. But he's, like, he's jacking his rabbit. And he's like, but he's he's operating a mop, not sexually. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> you, you can plainly see that you're thrusting. like
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this is a perfect example of somebody setting themselves up for pain, but he's doing it proactively other than just saying, I'm going to be alone. I want to, I, I want my, my my infidelity to be revealed, and I'm willing to not just blatantly just go right in front of her, but give the opportunity uh, the element of surprise, even though this woman is basically three to four feet away and they're loud as fuck. And you can't smell the sex. She, I mean, she came in and she was cleaning, so you're gonna get sweaty. He's in the Easter bunny suit, you're sweating in there. There's gonna be a lot of funk going out, you know what I'm saying? And then the, the 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 vaginal secretion on on the on the on the scrotum and all that and the mixture of 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 sweat and all that perspiration trying salt. to use very very big words and pine salt that you can smell something in the air. So not only is she deaf, but she's blind and she has no sense of smell.
1: Sensory deprivation. So maybe Cuckold. she has COVID. Maybe she has COVID. She can't taste. She can't taste anything
0: either. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: What do you
0: uh? What do you give this one? A scale of, of bone to bend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm down on bone did <laughs> Um, I give this one a a. a a six and a half, as in the size of my penis when when I'm semi erect. <laughs> like, wow, I'm only seven inches from the ground. <laughs> okay, um, I give it a six and a half mainly because <clears throat> it, the the realism of it was very weak. Um, I, I'm still I still have a lot of questions as to why it's in the Easter Bunny suit in the kitchen or a bunny suit in the kitchen with the with the maid that's coming to clean the house and he's kind of interrupting and he still and technically he just paid for sex because he has to pay her for cleaning the house. So this prostitution. She's, and she's going to have to clean again. And she's going to have to clean again because he just all over.
1: So he gave so, a six yeah, and a half. six and a half. Six and a half. Okay, so interestingly I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna see your six and a half and raise you a half I'm gonna go I'm gonna say tell you what quite a high score for me but the reason is because she was super hot I can because just like I would think was well at least for me I can ignore a lot of things Do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I can really I'm there I'm very good at focusing. I can forego the bunny costume the girl in the night to me, it's just all weird, but it's like, you know what, it's kind of like light, you know, you're like that's weird that's weird, but let me focus on the good bits, you know what I mean, but once again you're holding that tip or the tip of that pen, <laughs> tip of the pen. it's the same thing, I'm holding the tip of the pen. is um, Of this video where I am choosing to see the good bits and ignoring the bad bits. And I can't. Like, I am can I'm letting I'm go. To somewhere in the middle. It's really weird. What is going on with it?
0: I don't know what's going on with this mustache. mustache. Now it itself to other things. Okay. Oh, how did mustache get in front of the pen? This is amazing. This has a mind of its own. Did I, did I did I borrow this from Tom Tucker? Is this the Tom Tucker mustache? Yeah. <laughs> the detachable mustache.
1: <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I think uh, once again, I mean, So, by the way, I think we should start giving assignments to our listeners and viewers. But I would say that we can give someone an assignment is to think about things and start letting things go. Not in a weird way. I don't mean like, let like, go of oh, the steering wheel while you're driving.
0: Right. You want Jesus take the wheel. That's not letting go. That's just giving it to someone else.
1: That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but things that are out of your control. Let them go and see what happens. See what comes back to you. See, because huh. when you, when you stress shit and you, cause people, there's like we talked about on the phone, I'll do quite a few things out of fear. Um, I've done it my whole life. I don't do it quite quite as much. But once you notice you do things out of fear, mm-hmm. um, meaning you're scared will happen if you let go. Yeah,
0: it's, exactly. probably good yes, sign.
1: it's a good sign you should let it go. And I don't mean yeah. not give up on it. Just let it go.
0: Yeah, That's just stop, stop, stop trying. Just be. And until then, stay young.
1: Stay young and dirty.